Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience, and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their advice. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. I always enjoy talking to people that do things that I've never done before and learn from their experiences. Something that I've never done and probably will never do is drive a big truck. That's why I'm interested to talk with James Shirley today about being a truck driver and how being autistic affects that experience. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. James, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I wanted to start out um, by learning where does your story in the autistic community begin? I got my official diagnosis back in 2018. That's when I was first introduced to the autistic community. But my story probably started a long time before that when I was much younger, before I had a diagnosis. And you know, what happened was I was taking a walk in my neighborhood and one of my neighbors came up to me and introduced himself. And he told me that he had autism. And he told me that he was pretty sure that I was autistic too. Yeah, so that's when I went and saw a doctor after I met him. That was pretty neat. Now, you do something that I would be afraid to do, um, and that is to drive nine and ten uh, speed trucks. Um, in, in 2018, you got licensed to do this. What prompted you to learn um, how to drive these trucks? Yeah, I always enjoyed driving. Like I just worked for Uber before I became a licensed as a commercial driver. So I started out as a bus driver and then I became a truck driver, which is even better. I will say these days, like most of the trucks are automatic, though, you know, not actually using the clutch or the stick that much, but I was trained how to do that in trucking school, which was kind of difficult because I'm left-handed. And of course, the stick's designed for right-handed people. And I injured my right shoulder of working at Amazon like before I became a truck driver. It kind of aggravates my right arm. My brother's left-handed, and he always says the world was designed for right-handed people. Uh-huh. Right. So that's just something that I think as like a neurodiverse person that we're kind of accustomed to, to having to like overcome a system that's designed for other people. I know I couldn't be a truck driver because I don't like to drive at this point in my life. So I'm wondering, is driving something, like, is that always been something you've liked or loved to do? Yeah, like, it's kind of funny that I didn't get my regular driver's license until I was 19 because I just had, like, no interest in driving like, for some reason. And then, yeah, it became a truck driver in my later 20s, which something I never envisioned myself doing, but I guess it's a good fit for me because like, it's more like 
task oriented. And as I progressed in the workplace, like I started out with retail food service and then I worked in warehouses. And so that gave me the skills to be a truck driver with using like the pallet jack and that sort of thing. Yeah, enjoyed like the solitude and getting to work independently. Yeah, it's worked out pretty well. Like is truck driving something you see doing in the next, like five years from now, 10 years from now? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure about that. Certainly something I could do in the future. Although I am hoping to get a job where I can work from home that's focused on disability policy because that's really my area of interest. But yeah, certainly trucking is something that I could do in the future. One of the things that that would make truck driving difficult for me is I think uh, my visual spatial skills aren't very good. So I definitely think if I'm driving, it certainly needs to be in a small car. Are there any challenges for you in maneuvering a truck or in possibly the quick decisions that we all need to make when driving? I'd imagine it's much more difficult in one of these bigger trucks than a small car that I drive. Yeah, so not really. I mean, I was always, I guess, just average, maybe slightly above average at math. It was never something I excelled at, but... I was always told that according to these IQ tests and like assessments I took that I was like good at, at math reasoning. And I guess this is kind of what they meant was the spatial reasoning. Like that seems to be something that comes naturally to me. Gotcha. So if someone that has a strength in, in this spatial reasoning, truck driving could be something that could be geared to, towards them. Yeah, I think so. And then when you're driving, how, how far are these driving routes? Because I always wonder I'm, when I'm on the highway and seeing one of these big trucks pass by, like how far they're going. Yeah, it, it really depends on the driver, like what account they have. Because I've done over-the-road driving where like, I did the entire country. I'd go from New Jersey to California and back in a few days. But... Uh, I prefer to do local driving, what I'm doing now. So, like, I'm just in Pennsylvania, so I'm home every day. Do you like those longer drives? Yeah, sometimes I enjoy doing more driving and less, like, stops and, and deliveries. But, again, I, I prefer to be home every day. But it, it was nice to get to see the country. Now, do you see being autistic as an advantage in any way in being a truck driver yeah i think kind of as i alluded to like just the solitude and like being task oriented that that's something that comes naturally to us that like doesn't bother me if i'm like alone the whole day and like working like longer hours that's easy for us i think and especially now it we're dealing with COVID-19 and we're more isolated. It seems like it's almost perfect timing like to be a truck driver these days. You mentioned COVID-19 and I'm wondering during that time period, you know, for almost every job someone had that changed somewhat during COVID-19. So what's been that experience like during this time period for you? 
Yeah, so we have more contactless deliveries, of course, and then we had to like wear the mask. A lot of places that I go to, they want me to do a, a temperature check when I get there, or they'll ask about your symptoms or if I've been vaccinated. Like overall, it hasn't had that much of an impact because we do like essential work, so like we have to deliver like pick up items every day. I mean, I'm grateful for the opportunity that we have now to be essential workers and how we're appreciated for the work that we're doing during this time. And just the fact that we have a job, like a lot of people lost their employment during the pandemic. You mentioned the, you know, contactless with some places where you would deliver. You were talking about um, how you enjoyed solitude. Did you prefer, do you prefer the contactless places to deliver? I guess, I mean, dealing with customers has always been something that I've liked doing. So I don't have much of a preference, but yeah, it's been neat. Like some of the things I've been able to do. Last week, I drove up to someone's house. I, I called him ahead of time and said, yeah going to make your delivery and said okay well I won't be there but I'll open the garage for you so I've never had that before I just put up to his garage and you know, put it his package in front of the garage and I called him and then he just opened the garage remotely and I put the pallet in there and then he closed it that's kind of cool getting to do that now, you're a truck driver, but you also have a master's in theological studies, which I found, you know, interesting because I, I don't necessarily, it doesn't jump out to me, at least initially, the connection between ju- truck driving and religion. So I'm wondering, where do you see the intersection of religious or spirituality in the lives of autistic people? Right, so- yeah, there's a stereotype that some people have that autistic people are more spiritual or like closer to God. And I guess in my life, that's been accurate. I've always been a religious person. Yeah, I was surprised that when I began my career as a truck driver that I met a lot of other people in my field who are spiritual people who like to talk about their faith. And some of them are even ordained ministers themselves. Because if, if you're not in the trucking world, it can be hard to understand. If, if you've ever been to a large truck stop, like a TA or a pilot, but usually they'll have like a chapel on site at the truck stop. Yeah, truckers are not irreligious people, probably more religious than like other folks I've worked with and yeah, like retail or something. Do you have any theories about why that? Why you think that is? Yeah, maybe it, it's the lifestyle of the truck driver that it kind of mirrors the lifestyle that like, you can read about in the prophets of the Old Testament, or or certainly like the life of Christ and the disciples in the New Testament. They were always traveling around, and like St. Paul referred to himself as like a tent maker. So he, he was a blue-collar worker, like Jesus was also. His ministry was something that he did as he did his travels, that he would meet people and just talk to them about his faith. And 
well, a lot of us do it as truck drivers is we, we just meet people during our travels and talk about our faith. Yeah, during the, the downtime that we have, that gives us an opportunity to pray and read the scripture. Now, you mentioned earlier about, you know, hopefully one day having a job in disability policy. Currently, you, um, well, maybe not that long ago, you got your certification in peer support for NAMI. I'm wondering, what did you learn um, through this uh, certification process? Right, so I learned some things about myself and just about people in general and how like the mind and emotions work. Yeah, I think peer support's a great thing for anyone to, uh, to get. And the course they have at NAMI is like very understandable and accessible that they go over like a lesson in each meeting and then there are questions and discussion. And so the way I see myself using this is like right now I'm in certain like mutual aid peer groups. And then in the future, my plan is to convert some of my, some of the family homes, like my parents and grandparents house into like a respite center. Like my grandparents house out in the country. I think that'd be a good place a good way to to use this peer support would be a respite center. Yeah, that's how I plan to use the certification. How do you see for neurodivergent folks that this peer support can be helpful to them in in their lives? Right, so, yeah, when you know how to counsel other people, then, of course, that can help you with your own self-care. And I think getting involved in local organizations that are peer-led, and like helping other people is also like something that's very meaningful. And uh, just doing that can improve your own mental health and, and well-being. Absolutely. Well, James, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Thanks so much for making time for me this morning. All right. Yeah. You too, Doug. Have a great day. Thanks so much to James for the conversation. If you would like to learn beyond this podcast how Autism Personal Coach can help you to reduce your daily overwhelm and get the things you want and need in your life, then book a Zoom call with me today. A link to book the call can be found in the podcast description of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autism Stories, and if you did, if you could tell a friend, foe, or anyone you know about it so they could have the uh, same enjoyable experience as you when listening to Autism Stories, it would be very much appreciated. On next week's episode of Autism Stories, we will discuss occupational therapy and the importance of developing community. Until next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.